0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And thankfully, again, Rufaro's not here. Yeah, our little dictator is is away on other <laughs> business, which means today I take control of the mic. Nano needs a and I am joined by Edwin, obviously, um uh, media guy. Makes me look bad on a number yep. of occasions. <laughs> what? Oh, how do I do that? Yeah, let's let's not get into this, Panny <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And and How's joined by Joined by Gary, Karikaizoma, contributor on the side, same price check, uh, revision, Mr. Startup, Mr. Knows Too Much, etc. etc.
1: You're entrepreneur trying to find out what, like, what to work. I'm just aging my bets.
0: But when you make us, you make the rest of us look lazy that you just have the one job. <laughs> These guys are all over Zimbabwe.
1: I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing when it's working, right? Like, um, yeah. as I was saying there's no guarantee that whatever you're doing is going to be legal tomorrow, right? Like, true. <laughs> some of us have the feed, so you have to like edge your bets and make sure that you don't put your eggs in one basket. But yeah, it's not. It's about being like a mm-hmm. jack of all trades <laughs> and trying to master them all.
0: Yeah, true that. So today we're talking about something that, uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm on the fence because, guy with all the articles I've been reading on and about Linux, I'm kind of sort of convinced to kind of make the jump. But then again, I'm still using Windows, which is familiar. Uh, and yeah, Windows 11 is coming out tomorrow, actually, the 24th of, of June. Um, so I'm sure you guys have already, so these guys are the experts. You know, I'm just a moderator. <laughs> these guys, <laughs> when it comes to operating systems, don't mind being a, I am just a moderator. Um, so obviously it is is pro Windows. Gary is, if you, if you have not read text, I and mean, you think he's pro Windows, you're lost. This guy, <laughs> Linux should give him shares at this point or make him a board member because his crusade yeah. is long and storied. I do so, believe
1: it, but I, I really have some reservation with some of the way, I mean, it's run as maybe as an organization and um the, their design sometimes is, is driven by
0: money more than like uh, utility. Yeah, true that. Uh so, so we'll start with Pro Windows and Ed. So what have you seen about Windows eleven that has kind of jumped out at you? Jumped out,
2: jumped out. Um so what's actually jumped out for me is what's behind the scenes and less about the visuals. So it seems like they did a bit of some work in how Windows works, like underneath the hood, in terms of how it processes tasks and how it communicates with the hardware. So um, this is just from YouTube reviews because <laughs> I don't have it yet, Uh but um, there's a lot of comment on how it's now uh, performing better with lesser hardware. So it now has better scheduling in terms of how it schedules processes that the CPU will be running. It kind of does it in a more efficient way such that things are quicker. So... Hey, hopefully if you install Windows eleven, it's going to be faster than Windows 10 at doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so so yeah, for me that's pretty much the single thing that kind of jumped out at me because um I got an SSD for my PC because I wanted it to be quicker. So if you know updating an OS can kind of do the same thing, oh yippee. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of design. It looks like a design refresh for me. So it's, um, a lot of an, a lot of, um, or well, mostly an airy type of design language that they've gone with. So stuff is now just floating about. Stuff is now transparent. Sharp corners are now converted into, you know, more rounded corners. So it's a bit of a, it's a softer design language from Windows 10, but everything looks like it's still mostly within the same place so for people who are now on like the windows 10 with the i think it's the 21h1 update um yeah there was this new some new stuff that they added like the news and weather card that's now next to the battery icon um so that's something they have carried over as well to windows 11 so <clears throat> Some of those little things that it's it's not a lot that they have changed uh from the initial you know reviews that I've seen so far it's just uh a mild design refresh
0: and a bit of a performance bump under the hood so when i when I saw it initially my when I saw the the visuals of it at first. The vibes I got was this looks like Windows Vista, but for the new generation. Because I'm sure you remember when Vista came out, it was very beautiful in terms of design, but poor in terms of yeah. performance. Um it's, most oh, people yeah. went back to XP like almost immediately. They were like, you know what, <laughs> we're not doing this. But like <laughs> with them now focusing on, on on performance, I think they kind of got it from their previous lessons, from their previous experiences with other OSs. And also, you know, the whole going from uh transitioning from Windows 8.1 to 10 the mishaps and the nonsense that happened when you upgraded too early. Um, yeah,
1: it, it too early. <laughs> yeah. It was too radical. I think they they really tried with Vista, they, they really tried to like uh, redesign everything. And they did that uh, in typical Windows fashion without really consulting the users or uh, maybe uh, <laughs> issuing out uh, public betas that people could review and give them feedback. And as a result, uh, they took a beating over that.
0: Mm. so Gary, like since you're you're anti-windows i'm just going to refer to it as that <laughs> uh, <laughs> what what's saving grace i know uh you wrote i think was it a month ago that windows is kind of now warming up to to, to linux to the linux ecosystem so from what you've seen uh briefly like have you have you seen any influences that you in in the windows 11 the stuff that's online available that yeah we're going to a more you know open sort of windows
1: to be, to be honest, I don't lie. Um, these days, operating systems are not really as important as they used to. Um, I know Ed was saying that, uh, they've improved performance so that you can do whatever it is that you want to do. But with, uh, with today's operating systems, uh, they are relegated to the background, right? Everything is in the cloud. Um, most of the time, what you really need to do is to open uh, Google Chrome and do whatever it is that you want to do on the cloud so it's not really as important as it used to be uh i don't know uh, it's kind of hard to tell what they've really improved all we have right now are claims from fanboys who are just saying <laughs> i don't know, i don't know how far too that is but when it comes to performance uh, stability in general windows is always lagged behind uh, whatever Linux is offering at this particular moment. And uh Ed was talking about the whole redesign thing when they have weather uh with the widgets close to uh bars and whatever. Uh in, in Linux you can always uh tailor your your desktop experience to, to be whatever it is what you uh, you want it to be. If you want with the widgets, you can always install them. If you don't want them, you can always uninstall them. One thing that I don't like about Windows uh is the fact that they try to dictate everything for you, right? I know this is a this is a redesign and everything, but that mentality is still there. Of course, uh out of the box it really looks beautiful. I don't want to lie. I, I have to give them that. But uh when it comes to the other things, we we'll have to wait and see uh how well it really lives up to the billing. We all we have right now are just people are installing uh, if I if I'm not mistaken. No one has really managed to install the leaked version on, uh, on actual hardware. We have people testing it out in virtual machines, uh, which are also not really good indicators of so how something will perform in the real life. Correct me if I'm wrong there.
2: Yeah. So, um, so apparently when Microsoft was actually just filing DMCA, uh, copyright uh, strikes to all the websites that were hosting this, leaked version so it's actually tough to get so the few that managed to get it i'm pretty sure that's how they are running it there might be a couple i haven't come across them yet but there might be a couple who have actually ran it on on proper hardware
1: Sorry, but, if gonna, uh,
2: yeah
1: if we can going interrupt you there i like talking about like are we really uh, sure it's not windows themselves i mean microsoft themselves will leak this windows copy because I remember there being a it, it hit somewhere that says this is just the beginning, and then they wait a few days. Usually they're very quick uh to come out and try and stop leaks uh when it really uh, affects them in a negative way. Are mm-hmm. we sure it because it was like this is the beginning and so on, like there were a lot of hints dropped along the way that would have anyone believing uh like maybe they have a hand in the leak as well.
2: Yeah, well, it's it's tough to know, hey, because even during the age when there were rumors of Windows 10 X, there were also some leaks. <laughs> but uh, during that, it was just people having screenshots of uh, some of the UI elements. But um tough to say if it's a leak from Microsoft or probably someone who works at Microsoft. I mean... Hmm. You don't know this. This decade we're in has had so many leaks. It's it's unbelievable. (laughs) So, but um, but I like the comment you made where you where you mentioned that a lot of the stuff we're now doing on the computer itself is now cloud. So it's now less reliance on the actual OS and a greater reliance on cloud services. And it's pretty it's a pretty interesting one that I think people also need to you know give us feedback on like is the os still as important as it as it was back then i mean um the first time i actually properly used a computer and by properly used i mean used it for something that's not games um i used it with <laughs> i used it with linux it was actually it was ubuntu i don't even remember the versions cuz back then i I cared not, I didn't have any interest in tech. So I was just like, Hey, I'm using Ubuntu and it looked cool. I didn't know if there was anything better out there, but it looked cool. Like it looked a lot, if I can say a lot cleaner than uh, the windows that were back then, it was window either XP Vista or seven. So it looked way less clankier than those versions of windows in terms of how it worked in terms of the user interface. And, yeah, I mean, yep. presentation-wise, it looks like Windows is kind of taking a leaf from from Ubuntu as well in terms of just making things a lot less clunky and just, you know, cleaner. Like I said when I was describing it, it's a lot more airy than a previous version. So, yeah,
0: interesting. now.
1: I I I noticed that as well. There's like less clutter. So um I think that's one of the things that we can admit was borrowed from from the Linux world because uh for example, the moment you install uh Linux, uh you don't usually get even icons on the desktop. There's like just nothing except the taskbars, maybe the time up at the top and so on. Um I think that's one of the uh one of one of the things that works against Windows is like they are trying to be everything through different groups of people they're trying to please the uh, average home user they're trying to please uh, people who are using windows at work they're trying to please other enterprises and even government departments as well so as a result they tend to try maybe to install uh, everything at once at least they used to maybe one of the reasons why windows 11 looks a little bit more cleaner is because we have seen like increased uh, broadband uptake and penetration. Even in Zimbabwe, we do have a better internet uh, penetration compared to what it was uh, a few years ago. So as a result, they can just give people the basic experience. And then if you want something, you can always install it. I'm sure there are other ways <laughs> you can install stuff, maybe mail widget, there's the Windows Store. As I've said, I'm not really into Windows these days, but I'm sure there is a way to install additional stuff. I think that's one thing that they took from the Linux world where you just get the basic desktop. And sometimes you don't even get the desktop. You just get a black screen with a blinking cursor and then you go on to install whatever it is you want. (coughs) You can even get nothing. You can even start from scratch. There is Linux from scratch and so on. So that's like one thing that uh, liners who always have offer windows like you can always customize the experience to be whatever it is you want it to be as opposed mm-hmm. to average experience that everyone else is getting that somebody somewhere thought it was going to be good for you as
0: well yeah so like I like the recurring theme that we're having here that is it still that much is it still that important or always are they still that important in the age of the cloud Um and the expectation according to a report by the independent is that the windows upgrade will be free The to upgrade to windows 11 will be free but mm. there's a caveat is that office is going to possibly become a paid subscription service so again with google docs um with you know um free software like wps and uh, LibreOffice and whatever being available so in zim we can't exactly talk about the cloud because even though internet penetration and, and access has increased it's, it has increased proportionally across all the tax brackets so for, for the very rich and those working companies that can afford to pay there for the internet and whatnot, the cloud is the way to go, right? But for the majority of people in Zimbabwe where, you know, you you go to a hotspot you go to a friend's house, download your OS and put on and then you know download all your software, and usually they look for cracks, you know, uh free software is still gonna be very important. So office becoming a paid subscription service to me feels rather stupid. I'm I'm sorry if I if this sounds uh, callous, but with so many free alternatives available out there. Mm. Putting it as a subscription service to me doesn't make sense. Like, I know that people will pay for it because it's familiar to so a lot of people. Yeah, that's,
1: that's one of the trips that companies like uh, US based companies are always falling into. They just look at the Western market, like uh, countries in Europe, the United States, mainland, and maybe Australia and so on, like all the developed countries. And sometimes they do actually look at China as well when they're trying to make decisions. And then they just figure out, ah, people in Zimbabwe don't matter. They will just take whatever it is that we give them. And as a result, they take all those like people into consideration. We might be poor now. I know I'm an optimist when it comes to these things, but who knows where Africa will be in the next three, four, five years, in which case it will be important to like, uh, do Things the way that Bill Gates used to, like he would say, I don't care about all the pirated software in low or in low income and middle income countries. Let's just, uh, that would just get people on, uh, Microsoft software. And when the time comes, we can always make them pay. Mm-hmm. I think that was the, um, I don't, I don't know how, uh, they're going to be doing this subscription thing, but if there are no cracks and if they do actually manage, uh, to close all loopholes, which I very much doubt. It will mean that people uh, in countries like Zimbabwe will be forced to either stay with. I've seen people s- still using Windows XP, so people will either be forced to stay with old software or they will be forced to switch to alternative. Mm,
0: and cybersecurity. Yeah, and as I well. also. Oh, sorry, Ed. Sorry, sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's all> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right
2: so so i was actually gonna agree with your point valentine that uh making office a subscription service is kind of dumb um because i think it makes more sense to try and capture a market um by making the ba- basic functionality or the functionality that people are used to within that app free but then make people pay for add-ons so what i've noticed like the evolution of office so far uh, just looking at microsoft office word is it started off just being you know a a text editor so you're just going there you're editing your text you're editing your images and whatnot um, but it's now moving to a place where it now has templates which you can there are some preset templates that you can use for various th- stuff like, you know, your CVs, your your birthday cards, your calendars, your whatnot. Um, but you can go on the web and download more templates. So I would assume that they would make it free to use Office, but then if you want those fancy templates, then they have proper people designing proper templates that can then be bought by someone who needs to use these templates because I've seen there in the design world that I'm in, there are a lot of, um there are a lot of people who want these modern looking um letterheads, uh, simple letterhead, but just, you know, make it look fancy. And the best way to create it will make it become a PDF, which you can't edit. And it becomes so much more difficult to convert it to Word, which is something that someone um, who probably is working for an organization wouldn't mind paying, I don't know, two bucks, three bucks to buy the template and then just use that template. Um, so I think that's a much more sustainable way of keeping people within your ecosystem whilst making money out of them. Because at the end of the day, they're a business. They want to make money out of the software they develop. Make it free to everyone. But then for specialist features within that app, make those features paid for. I think that's a better approach to it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry to sound like Mando here, but like this is the way if we actually manage to do what Ed is saying, they're essentially going to be turning Windows into Linux. That's the Linux model. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Linux, you don't actually buy the software. So for example, we have Ubuntu, which is um, actually produced by a commercial company called Canonical from the eye of Man in the United Kingdom. They do actually make money out of Ubuntu, but they don't make money by selling new keys that you have to enter during the installation process and stuff like that. They just provide support to people who need to go beyond the message. So you get the software can install it. If you do feel like you have the, uh, the, the necessary skills to navigate around Ubuntu, you don't need paid support. Outside. But if you do need um, support, maybe a business, you can pay as little as $10 to $20, depending on the uh, type of support you're looking for per month, and then they will give you professional support. So that's how they usually make money. The product itself is not the man they've created in ecosystem. So anyone else who wants to uh, provide services related to Ubuntu, they're free to do so. You can also form your company and then start offering services. You're free to compete with them, but they will always have an edge over you because they'll be like, we created this thing. We know it's ins and outs so we can go beyond what uh, other people can offer you. So, they're actually a profitable
0: company now. Yeah, actually, uh, when you said Garela, and actually to what both of you are saying, uh, reminded me of what Netflix is trying to do and not do with shared passwords. Like, they won't stop it because they know that, uh, you know, someone in Zimbabwe, Rwanda, whoever, who's, 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 who's using a, a relative's account of the diaspora, it's embedding, you know, themselves in that market before they've arrived officially in terms of if that person can actually pay for it themselves so when they're going to look for an entertainment service they're pretty much just going to go to netflix because it's what they're used to uh, which makes stiff competition for the other streaming service i know it's a bit off topic but i really like what you say that um you know it's making it uh bill gates didn't care about you know pirated software in third world countries because when they get the boom it then becomes it becomes whole thing
1: yeah, I usually love that, because you'd say, yeah, imagine if you're a company in Zimbabwe or university of great Software uh, in your college, you're you are learning the Microsoft way of doing things. Chances are, if you go out uh, into the world, maybe you're working in another country, maybe at a company that can afford to do things the proper way, you are going to be choosing Microsoft products, because these are the products that you're familiar with. You don't need to... Go any other way or learn a new skill or learn a new operating system. And it worked. I believe it's one of the reasons why Microsoft's is, Windows is as popular as it is today.
0: Yeah, most definitely. So just to sound off, guys, excitement levels before we go. Uh, I am at a solid 6.5 for Windows 11. Edward, yet?
2: Had- oh, man. So. Yeah, in terms of the performance boost, uh, I'd say, uh, I'd say close to where you're at around, uh, around an eight out of 10. Um, I don't know what else is in there. So yeah, it won't get a 10 yet. Maybe we'll <laughs> see first impressions after I've downloaded it. Hopefully it will be available. At, you said 11 tomorrow, right?
0: Uh, yeah, this is the 24th tomorrow. I'm not sure what time exactly, but, uh, yeah, if, if I do find out, I'll just put it in the, in the, in the, in the article in the description.
1: Yeah. Please, well, hopefully, hopefully, to Windows 11 as soon as it comes out. It's, it's from Microsoft. You know what happens to, uh, like, people who adopt Microsoft products early. You're likely to end up with, uh, crashes. You're likely to end up with, uh, lost files. And so. so maybe if you do want to, uh, upgrade, you have to wait like a week. It's the same in, in the Linux world as well. Like it's not something that's need to Windows. I think it would be a good idea um until the kings are all ironed out and then maybe I could. if if I it were me I would give it a four. It's it's good, but uh so far all we have is like the word. We're not really sure how well it performs out there when it uh comes out. So yeah, it's 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 an improvement, definitely an improvement compared to where the way um uh a few years ago, like decades ago in the whole Linux and Cancer. So yeah, it's, it's not, but <laughs> I won't, I won't switch. I won't switch from, from Ubuntu. Honestly, it's, 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 it's not for me, uh, for developers is, uh, especially because these days, um, even Microsoft itself is developing tools, uh, such as, uh, uh, the, the text editor that you can use, uh, on, on Linux as well. So yeah, really, I don't see the need to switch if you are into Linux
0: right well yeah well so we'll, we'll hopefully ed has got a, a test laptop that he can load it up because yeah as with anyone who knows in what kind of it like new software is usually a problem and the good thing is windows 10 is still supported for a very long time i think it's until what 20, 2025 20, or something like that so i think you should still be fine yeah. on windows 10 for a while uh but for those on windows 7 and below it Probably is a good idea to look into moving up at least to Windows 10 uh, just for security because Windows 7 and XP are no longer supported uh, by, by uh, updating patches. So probably the best thing to do is to, to, to look for Windows 10 before you make the jump to 11. Uh, so thank you very much, guys. Uh, Ed, always a pleasure. Gary, hard man to track down, but thanks for joining us.
2: Cool. Cool stuff.